0: the podcast that you are about to enjoy is part of the low tree studios podcast network to enjoy more great podcasts like this one visit lowtreestudios.com Studios in Lancaster, California, featuring topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break from life's daily grind. This is the Jason and Mindy podcast. My name is Jason. And my name is Mindy. Hello, wife. Coming up, ever find yourself glued to your phone screen mindlessly thumbing through depressing news for hours on end? There's a name for it. I'll explain. Plus, I'll share a study revealing that Americans spend more time eating out. I'll share what's in the news. Recently, a study revealing how women feel about daredevil men, uh, the truth about recycling and bad habits that will lead you to divorce. Oh, no. And Mindy will share 15 body language mistakes you make during a job interview. Welcome those of you listening live on a cast box, and those of you listening after the live show on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, welcome, Mindy. Hi. It is a Wednesday. It is though most of you don't know it is our second podcast of the week we recorded on monday for our patrons we did not go live because we doubled up the last two mondays so we decided to take monday off because we're back to work and uh you know it's just like that now yeah. <laughs> it's just like that now. what a rude awakening i was kind of okay on monday and then um, oh, i had lots of energy on yeah. monday and then now Mindy's like, I realize now why it sucks that we're back at work. You said something like that. <clears throat> I didn't say sucks. Well, you said something.
1: I just like, said, I realize.
0: Now how it feels to be back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I interpreted it the other way. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't suck. It's nice to, uh, again, I've said it, I've said it before and I've said it to all of, all the people that, that you know, that, that I work with that it's great to have a job, right? It's yeah. great to have, it's great to be essential, and uh, that leads me to this thing i would like to talk about uh briefly here we talked about it on our patreon show the uh it was this little article about tipping and how much to tip during this whole pandemic uh-huh. right um so some of us received a stimulus package in in america most of us did <clears throat> you know you have to be under a certain amount or whatever i think most everybody got one especially in the in the middle class well, we're still working. We're not, we're not losing income. Mm-hmm. So Minnie and I had a, an interesting idea that uh, we should use part of it to, uh, to give in some way. And we, we encourage our listeners to do the same. Obviously, if you need it, don't do that. Right. Right. Um, That's what it's for. There, there, my mind has changed a little bit about it. Um, not that I don't, not that I want to give it, but that there's concerns. So one of the things that's happening at work is there's a, 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 a email that was sent out that, you know, if you get it right, or mm-hmm. you've you have, if you have a fever and all these different things, or if you've come in close contact with somebody who has it, you automatically have to take two weeks off of work. If it can, if they're a confirmed case and you get it, you automatically have to take that time off. So, so then we're screwed. Right. So what I what I'm what I feel like we're going to do, and uh, and maybe you're in the same situation as us, is hold on to it and get through this. Yeah. Um. Once it's done, though, I, that money don't need it. I want I want to be able to give it and and maybe stimulate the economy again, the the dead economy. Right, that right. we're living in right now, and hopefully, so gi- dead. hopefully, give to some of the local businesses uh, and give them our business if they're st- if they're still able to open back up. I was hearing today that, uh, and we won't talk about this for too long. We want to move on past this topic, but I was hearing today that some of our local breweries that we really love aren't going to reopen. Oh, really? Yeah, they—they they, it's too big of a break for them to ever recoup. One of them just opened on the boulevard. They just opened a second place on the boulevard I know. up the street from our house, a, a place called Lucky Luke's. We love their beer. And, and there was another brewery right up the street that went under and they bought it out. And they've only been open maybe six months, maybe six months. Yeah, I know. And it's just, you know, that's the kind of thing I'd love to be able to give the entire amount to them. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of thing I would, I would love to be able to do that. Of course, after hearing today, what, what's being said, uh, because this is the reality of it. If one person in our little group of people that we work with gets it, the whole group can't come to work. That's insane. Right. That's the, that's the rules they're laying out. Yeah. Well,
1: I, you know, my idea was, was to hang on to it until we, we can get out in society again, but who knows when that's going to be.
0: We don't know. We don't know. But uh, again, we 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 don't like to stay on the topic for too long because there's so much fun stuff. To Antonio talk about there. said, uh,
1: "Not so fun. Not so fun fact. Lots of essential workers are currently making less money than people on unemployment."
0: That is interesting. I have not heard that. Is it because unemployment is paying well, <laughs> uh, or or are you talking about like um, you know people that are working at? grocery stores and stuff like that i know some grocery stores gave incentive during this time for uh people that have to come to work i think some some of those incentives have gone away but they've here in california they extended this whole stay-at-home order until the 15th of may uh so that's you know that's that's a whole m- another month 15th of may 15th now? of may whole other month now Where do so you get all your information i listened to a radio show that talks about that stuff oh all right, Smarty. Is that is that is that good? Is that good? No, I'd like is to that know good for you? so I can listen to. I him. think it's KFI. I think is the radio station. KFI. Yeah, KFI. I don't, I don't know. He's Antonio says there's an extra six hundred on top of regular unemployment weekly payout. I did hear that. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, he seems he he means from the stimulus that they're getting the unemployment are getting more than those that are working. Interesting. Well, we're still working, so we still have uh, have the income. So I don't feel bad about that. Uh, Knitting Nana is in the chat. She hi. says hi. She's from the UK. That is our good friend, Carol Chapel, who... You've heard her name a lot because she contributes to this podcast quite a bit, and she's a huge fan of what we do. Uh, Speaking of Carol, let's get some business out of the way. Over the weekend, we migrated every single one of our podcasts away from Podbean. We still have it open right now because it's recommended that when you do that, you keep it open for four weeks to make sure that everything refreshes on iTunes. So we're going to still keep it open for four weeks, but we are not uploading to it We're uploading to our new site, but we've done everything proper so that whatever you listen on, you should be still getting it uh, other than Podbean because Podbean, their app, you have to pay for their hosting service, unless you're a big podcast, which, you know, like Joe Rogan or something like that, you have to pay for their hosting service to be on their app. So we will be, we've already left the app. So if you want to listen to us, you have to find a better, uh, another app, not a better, but a, another app, or you can listen right on our website. I like and it. it's not a bad place to listen because I've designed it in a way that it almost acts as a, as a, you know, podcast player. So I've worked really hard at making it really easy to use in that regard. You can yeah, leave comments so. and all that stuff right there too. So that's that. Let's get in. Uh, let's get into the show now. Let's do it. Business out of the way. Oh, that's not it. And there's Jason. starting over. Well, I moved everything down because I had you know that opener thing uh-huh, that I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's always something. Is it always something? <laughs> you
0: do it. God.
1: <laughs> Antonio said, "Oops."
0: Everybody, uh, you know, knows the show so well. They know what's supposed to come. Uh, uh, Carol says, "I have been, I have been to sleep, woke up, and thought I would check in and not go back to sleep yet." <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, if you feel like you need to go back to sleep, by all means, uh, we won't, we won't try to keep you up here. Uh, first little, little topic here. Ever find yourself glued to your phone screen, mindlessly thumbing through depressing news for hours on end? No. Me neither. I don't really do that either.
1: I have been lately playing this stupid oh my god game called
0: Thug Life <laughs> with uh, with Dino. Right? Is Dino still playing it?
1: Anybody that'll play.
0: And Gareth, with... Gareth, uh, our friend from from the New Zealand. Uh huh. He's got a podcast called Gareth Gareth's, and Bex. Gareth's random ramblings. Um. So, anyways, I don't do this either. I. I you know, when this whole pandemic thing came along, I was looking at news way more often than I, that I would, mm-hmm. but I only looked for, you know, updates on it just to see what was going on. Well, there's a name for it and it is called, what would you, what would you call it if you had a, uh, to come up with a name? I'm, I'm testing Mindy's improv. What would you call thumbing th- mindlessly through depressing news?
1: Um, through depressing news.
0: Yeah. I best, guess. best answer wins. Best answer wins. You don't win anything. S-
1: sulking. S- sulking. Sulking. Sulking.
0: No, it's called doom scrolling. Oh, that's pretty doom close. Scrolling. No, no, sulking. 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 Okay, that was half ass, that's half-hearted. Really <laughs> uh, the new <laughs> phrase, which has joined the ranks of other coronavirus-inspired terms like quarantini. Ooh, I like that one. Quarantine 15 and Zoom bombing. Zoom bombing, that's the uh, technology where you can do conferencing and stuff like that. Uh, Anyway, is making the rounds on social media to describe everyone's incessant need to consume somber stories.
1: I have to clear something up. Sure. Wayne and Antonio probably were getting a lot of um, gaming things from me. Uh, A lot of people thought that I was getting hacked. I wasn't. And I honestly. Stop. I I didn't know that it put out blast every time you. How do you not know this? Well, I didn't. And, and then I realized what was going on. I'm like, oh shit, I hate that because I don't, I don't want to be that annoying person. Yeah. And I was,
0: I don't want you to be that annoying person.
1: <laughs> well, I have tried to not like bother people that are not playing only the people that are playing. Mm-hmm. So I understand now what I'm doing a little bit. So
0: yeah, I, I instantly put you in check. I'm like, what is this crap? I, and I got two of them I'm like, don't do that. I don't want this. No. And then you still kept. Uh, I apologize kicking to Wayne's everybody in. that is listening. Yeah, Wayne says uh, he said he got so many in- invites from you for that game. Thought you were spam.
1: I know. Well, that's what everybody said. I'm, because I don't. I don't ever play these stupid games. I got roped in. I don't know how. Somebody yeah, you, sent it to me, and then
0: you like you like those kind of games though. Uh, yeah. And then Carol says watching the daily government broadcast at 5 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time. That's what BST is. I'm guessing. Um, watching, uh, oh, she says, watch the daily government broadcast at 5 PM British standard time. Mm. Um, Hmm. What time would that be our time? <sighs> really early in the morning, I think. No, oh, maybe not. It's eight hours. It's eight hours difference. Eight hours. Yeah.
1: What time is it there now?
0: Hmm. Yeah. What time is it there now? Well, eight hours difference. So it's like, uh, two in the morning, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Something like that. Uh, so she should be sleeping. Um, All right. Let's get let's get into the next topic here. What do I have? I don't know. Uh, It was five years ago this month that a study revealed that Americans were spending more as a country eating away from their home than on groceries.
1: Yes, I can. We can even attest to that a little bit. We didn't we don't eat a lot. But even just the amount of sm- small money we've saved from not eating
0: out. Yeah, we we're not, we've, haven't been big on that in a long time yet. Carol is saying it is 2 a.m.-ish here. So 5 would be, oh, God, I don't want to do math. That's about 10, uh, no, 9 o'clock a.m., our time, if, if we were to watch the government broadcast at 5 p.m. British Standard Time be about 9 a.m. I'm glad you cleared that up. Oh, it's good. It's good to work stuff out like this, right? Because I know there's people out there that really want that worked out. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't go out to eat very much. Although right now it's crazy because I do miss being able to go out and get something to eat. But we are saving, and I know a lot of people are, a ton of money by not going out to eat.
1: Absolutely. By not going to
0: the store and just buying shit. No one wants to go to the store right now. I don't even no want to one. go to the grocery store. It's a
1: pain in the ass.
0: No one wants to do that. Anyway- Antonio
1: uh, said, I know a guy here in my city who last year spent over $21,000 oh eating out. He must not cook
0: at all. Yeah, you know, there's bachelors like, okay, our good friend Bobby vanette He he will not make his own food. He every, he eats out for everything. Yeah, He does some meal prep. He buys meal prep from people, but- I mean, that guy eats out everywhere. I guarantee you he's close to that. Very close to that. (laughs) I mean, sure we, I'm sure we, yeah, you all right? You good? (laughs) I'm sure we came close to that in in terms of food, how much we spent on our food, though. Probably over that.
1: Mm. It's
0: a lot of money in food we spend. Well,
1: we spend a lot in groceries anyway. And then if we go to eat out, it's a minimum of 60 bucks because, you know, when we eat out, we usually eat out at someplace nice. Because yeah. we don't do it that often, but it, it's so expensive.
0: All right, so I'm getting uh, my balls broke a little bit by. And says Mindy coughed. Uh oh. It's not that she coughed; it's she yawned and then coughed on the way out of the yawn. It's <laughs> so, like, am I keeping you up here?
1: I'm just a mess. I'm
0: keeping sorry. you. Up? Anyway, in April of 2015, the uh, restaurants and bars ranked in raked in more in sales in March uh, of in march of that year than grocery stores which was a first and i'm sure that's probably the case now and then she (laughs) says uh antonio says you two crack me up yeah thanks ma'am that's what that's what we're here for (laughs) let's move on to the news it's been a day what do you want i want you to not yawn but that's okay i love you anyway in the news a south florida judge has one request for attorneys who show up for court hearings via zoom get out of bed and put clothes on Uh, broward circuit judge dennis bailey made the plea in a letter published through a bar association publication the judge wrote it is remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriately on camera One male appeared shirtless and one female attorney appeared still in bed, still under the covers. Get Uh, out. Really? You still got to work. I know. I I bet there's a lot
1: of people just abusing the whole work thing.
0: What did we call it? I called the B-roll podcast this upper, an upper, upper, upper decker or whatever it is where you just, you just dress from the the top Mm -hmm. up. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the it was a urban dictionary. I have an example
1: today. Okay, I put I wrote an email because I need something. Yeah. On Monday. And it has to be shipped out by Wednesday, which is today. Yeah. He got back to me today at two PM.
0: You <laughs> didn't follow up? And you didn't try to he's, call he's, the person? Oh what
1: we did. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm. And he got back to me today at two PM.
0: Did you get his stuff out?
1: No. I had to wait now till Monday because he was working from home, but he he, he didn't feel Nobody, that, that was a priority.
0: By the way, no one can see your air quotes. I love it, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's true. He, he just felt it wasn't a priority,
0: and it, and it really was a priority. People working from home, it's, you know, hey, they don't want to get out of bed. Uh, A Canadian recycling company is reminding residents to use some discretion when when getting rid of unwanted items after someone attempted to recycle a sword. The Blue Water Recycling Association said in a Facebook post titled Most Unwanted April Edition that someone put a metal sword into a blue box recycling bin. The post said the sword was found before going through our machinery or it could uh, or it could have caused expensive damage to our machines and serious health and safety issues to our employees. The association said the sword, the sword's former owner might have been better off turning the weapon over to a secondhand store.
1: Yeah. Antonio said, I saw a Zoom call with 20 total classmates and a guy's student was naked. What? Didn't know his camera was on.
0: Oh my God. Uh, wow.
1: Uh, I can just imagine.
0: Carol says, we used Zoom to do some remote childcare last week. How about that? That's pretty cool. Did you use Zoom too? I used Zoom last night. I did. Uh, Police in Massachusetts said a goat found wandering outside a liquor store was safely reunited with its owner. After getting the call, animal control found the goat curled up behind a UPS Dropbox office, apparently confused and exhausted. Aw. Aw. Poor little thing. <laughs> it's just so sad. Uh, he found his home, though. Hopefully it's not food. Hopefully it's a like a pet, you know? Hopefully it's a pet, yeah. Goats are good pets. They can be good pets. Uh, do you think our dogs... They're naughty. Do you think our dogs mess stuff up, though? Oof. Uh, ne- and next and last, you have probably heard the saying, never bring a knife to a gunfight. However, a man in Argentina proved that may not always be the best advice. The man... And his wife were asleep when they heard intruders around 3.30 a.m. Although the four robbers were carrying pistols, that didn't stop the man from inflicting serious harm on the men with his Japanese samurai sword. Speaking of swords. Wow. He sliced away at the men's faces, arms, necks, and bodies. The bur- burglars fled the home in fear while dripping with blood. It's a great story. Yeah.
1: Uh, Antonio said, I use Zoom for my podcast now. Zoom can also be used to make an online course all for free. Pro
0: tip. Is it free? I think it's only like 40 minutes of free. And then the rest you have to pay for. I looked into it. It's like, f- I think only 40 minutes you get. He says, free, bro. He's <laughs> free, He's bro. He's telling you, bro. All right, bro. I, I'm with you, man. <laughs> all right, let's move on to entertainment news. Oops, you know hitting home runs today. What is going on here? <laughs> it's entertainment news with Mindy. going to get yourself some entertainment news.
1: I need Stephanie on here to say, Carol Baskins. How she say that? It?
0: Carol fucking Baskin, is that what it is? Something like something that. Like, something like
1: that. Anyway, Carol Baskin feels betrayed by Tiger King producers. Mm-hmm. In an interview with the Tampa Bay Times, Tiger King star Carol Baskin reiterated her disappointment with the Netflix. Docu-series. But she also said she's received death threats since Tiger King premiered on March 20th. Four days earlier on March 16th, Baskin closed her Bit Cat Rescue sanctuary due to coronavirus.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Baskin said she's seen drones flying over her home and that her doorbell camera has captured 30 people a day lingering in front of her house.
0: Wow. No, not cool.
1: But what troubles Baskin is her husband, Howard, the most. Mm. The most is how Tiger King breezed over the suffering of the ca- captive tiger trade. Baskin also doesn't like the insinuation that she killed her ex-husband.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a- Antonio's saying Netflix is a snitch. Uh, I I kind of agree with Carol Baskin's. That's what they made. They, they made the, the they did show portray that. First of all, let's not talk too much about it because we're going to talk about it on. The difference between us this week. Oh,
1: that's right. That's right.
0: So let's not say much. I want to kind of make that a, what do they call it? What do you call that in the business? A teaser. A teaser. Yeah. Teaser.
1: Well, in other news, George and Amal buy Playhouse for Kids. A gossip column claims George and Amal Clooney purchased a $110,000 two-story playhouse for their twins, complete with kitchen and running water. Built to emulate the family's main home, the swanky playhouse, hmm. has two floors and includes a bathroom. Oh. The playhouse comes with a life-size toy giraffe for the kids to ride on. The playhouse was designed in part by Michael S. Smith, who redesigned the Oval Office during Barack Obama's presidency.
0: Nice. This it's must pretty be cool. Nice. Yeah. Some spoiled kids. Oh yeah, of course. And
1: lastly, Brad Pitt reportedly I to play the boogeyman. Sources say Brad Pitt is uh, being eyed for the role of the boogeyman in a monster movie of the same name. There's not much known about the project yet, except Mm. that the concept will be of a monster that haunts his victims
0: in their dreams. And Brad Pitt will be the boogeyman. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I
1: thought that was kind of interesting.
0: I haven't watched a um, Brad Pitt movie in a long time. Uh, And Tony says the booger man. (laughs) The booger
1: man. (laughs) Anyway, that is your entertainment news.
0: Thank you, Mindy. Hey, baby you know the time has come for you to answer the question. The question of the podcast. It's coming your way real, real fast. Yeah, baby you know the time has come for you to answer. Answer the question. Okay, question of the podcast is this. It's our listener participation question. Did we get some good responses? Yes, I think so. All right. It is this. How, how much has your parents' taste in music influenced the music you listen to today, and in what ways? Mm. Indy.
1: Well, I think it's kind of nostalgic for me to listen to, like, um, classic rock because that is kind of what That's I grew what up in my household.
0: I was playing then.
1: Yeah, my parents at, at a very very young age, um my parents had a pretty swanky uh basement area where they had a bar and they had a the like the stereo system I guess state of the art for that time. Yeah. But I used to put my ear up to the speaker and I used to l- listen to the music. I can remember that. And um so to this day, uh, if I hear Bob Seeger or Stevie Nicks, um Led Zeppelin, uh, I don't know, some of those classic rock ones that it takes me back to my mom. That's cool. Yeah. All right. My dad. It's a
0: little bit of uh nostalgia when you hear some classic rock. But
1: it's how it's influenced me. Yeah, that's the question. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I can listen to it with ease, I guess, um, because I completely listen to totally different. Uh, of course, it changed in the 80s, right? It's a whole nother type of music from classic rock. So I don't know. I I think it just influenced me just to like all kinds of music maybe.
0: Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. My parents listened to country music Uh, for a while. I didn't like country though. And I think that's just a thing though. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're listening to it and maybe you're rebelling against your folks. So so, subliminally you, you rebel against the things that they're interested in. Um, so there was a time where I didn't really, uh, like country music. Right. Um, you know, and I moved towards more of reggae, ska, um, you know, then I liked the grunge era of music as well. I, I enjoyed that. And it wasn't until later that I came back to country mm. and I do like country to this day. I was in a country band, as a drummer in a country band. So I do like it. I think it's good music to have on in the background. I think country music's very similar to me though, to like pop music. <clears throat> and the reason why I love the rock genre is because typically rock musicians write their own music. They don't have a a collection of writers that write their music for them. So that's the one element of country that I don't necessarily like that much is that they don't, many of the artists have writers for them. Right. There are very, very few that actually write their own music. And, And if they're one of the few that write their own music, then they probably write for other people as well. Uh, so that, that's a little disappointing, but the, on the other side of it, I don't know I've gotten way off topic here, but on the other side of, of country, what I love about it is it's still employing musicians, right? Because right. pop doesn't anymore. You make everything on a computer now and it's just not music to me. I just, as a musician, it's just not, it, there's no musicianship in it. Yeah. Um, I really
1: miss like the bands that I grew up with, you know, I, I just wish sort of music was kind of still like that, but you're right. It's gone well, to a completely different way, the, the way they make it, the way we...
0: There's only a couple genres where it's the same, and it's that's rock music and country music. So uh, that's, I, th- there's, that's the one type of music that I can't get into is pop music. And what I'm talking about is like R&B and hip hop and stuff like that, because they just don't have musicians. They don't employ musicians. And being a musician, I want to keep musicians employed and... The areas where they're still employed is the traditional rock band that grinds it out mm-hmm. and and country artists. Nashville is a hotbed for really good musicians and songwriters. LA used to be. That shit ain't no more. Yeah. It's just not. People think it is. They're going to come out here and live their rock and roll dreams. Not the case, man. Go to Nashville if you want to be a professional musician. That's the place to go.
1: Yeah. It's not out here
0: anymore. Uh, so let's get into the chat just a little bit and then I'll let you do your thing with the social media. Antonio has a question for me that I do want to answer. So I'll answer it after this, uh, but I'm going to get up, catch up with the chat a little bit. Uh, Carol says, I've made an upbeat playlist on Spotify to help me keep positive and moving. That's awesome. Antonio says, I grew up playing gospel, then somehow turned to death metal to a, into a death metal drummer. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And then he says, country musicians still employed. Great point. And look, and it's a good, it's a good, there's great songs. And it's great musicianship. And as yeah. a drummer, it's fun. You can have a lot of fun playing country, country music. music. It's just good stuff. So
1: well, I just had like Epiphany sitting here talking about this. You know, I grew up with my <clears> ear <throat> to the speaker. And then because my mom and dad were both into music, of course, it was the, the 70s. And then, um, you know, and then getting into like New Wave and yeah, those 80 genres, you know, and then... I marry someone who's a drummer, <laughs> yeah. you know, so music's always sort of been in my life.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Let's get into the the responses from our listeners or our, at least our social media folks.
1: All right. Well, from our Patreon group, uh, Jordan said, my dad was into classic rock stuff like Iron Butterfly, Led Zeppelin. Mm. I enjoy all that quite a bit and got me into the rock scene that I settled into, but I never liked you 2 as much as he did. So his dad has got to be like my age. Probably, that's, I grew up with U two.
0: I love U two. They're that's, like
1: my favorite, one of my favorite bands.
0: They they are. Uh, the reason why <clears throat> I don't know why I wonder why Jordan doesn't like them. Hopefully, him and I will have to have a discussion about that. But, um, I I I my biggest thing was see people love like uh, Rush. They love Rush.
1: Oh, yeah. That was. I
0: cannot stand Rush.
1: But that, there was the hair band thing too growing up. And so there were certain bands that were super popular. Well,
0: a little bit, but Rush wasn't a hair band. They were a really incredibly technical, good yes. co- co- collection of musicians. But I hated the singer, hated the way he sounded. I hated the lyrics. I couldn't get behind the lyrics. Now, Bono, bring that shit. <laughs> he's got incredibly poetic lyrics and I was a poet and I loved that's why I like the police and sting uh, that so that's why I gravitated toward like bands like u2 and stuff like that right
1: so. he also said um he also introduced me to the Beatles and the b52s which is
0: Interesting. Because I love the b fifty Ts. Yeah, they're pretty good. Beatles Beatles were good too. Now, Beatles were just great songwriters. Lyrically, they were great. Maybe not the best musicians, but lyrically, they were great.
1: Yeah. Tina said, I rebelled against anything my parents listened to. I idolized my big brother and listened to everything he did, which would be considered classic rock these days. Now, looking back, I think um, of the music my folks listened to with fondness. My dad could really sing with his voice was awesome. His voice was awesome. He'd sing old songs like Blueberry Hill and lots of 50s top 40 type songs. If I hear them today, it really brings me back. It's a really nice memory. My mom listened to mostly country artists like Merle Haggard, Conway, Twitty, Hmm. Kenny Rogers. Same thing.
0: Kenny's great. She says,
1: hated it then, but nostalgic now. It's cool how music does that. She says, great question, J&M.
0: Uh, Kenny Rogers, thank, thank you, by the way, Tina. Kenny, Kenny Rogers is a, an, a great songwriter, and he even collaborated with Lionel Richie for a little while and created some pretty cool uh, uh, songs. Now, do you remember that song? I found my thrill oh, on, bl- on Blueberry Hill. I do. That, was a, that was a cool song. I remember, I remember asking my dad, I remember asking my cousin one time, uh, the man eater song, you know, she's a man eater. I asked my cousin, what's a man eater? He says, you'll find out one day when you grow up. <laughs> I, like, well, I hated when they said that to me as a kid. I'm like, well, just tell me now. I'm asking you now. <laughs> yeah. You probably were a little young. Annoying.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Steve said I was influenced by not only by not only parents, but also, older siblings. Dad always had country honky tonk. Mm-hmm. Mom was gospel. Older brothers hard rock. Older sisters dance and pop. So he was oh, influenced by a lot.
0: That's great. One of my favorite bands when I was growing up. My parents loved him. Was Alabama, the country band Alabama. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. Uh, Marcia said zero,
0: zero influence. Zero influence. Damn. And
1: you know, I was. Trying a lot, it's a short it, answer. Thank you for the short answer. She's talking about my grandparents, and I really.
0: Maybe they didn't listen to music. I think my
1: grandmother listened to country, though.
0: Maybe. Not a lot of people listen to music. I know my parents did because my parents loved to dance. They loved to do the two-step and do country, country dancing and stuff like that.
1: Well, I do feel like my grandma McVeigh, uh, she probably listened to uh, country, whereas if I think back to like my grandfather, because these are her parents, I, I, I just remember him listening to the baseball games all the time on the radio. I never really heard Oh, of
0: it. yeah. I, I would probably be, if I, was, if I was back in that day, I'd be listening to talk radio. Because oh. I just love talk radio. It's, it's rare that I'll listen to music. Very rare.
1: Uh, Carol, which is my mom, uh, she said, well, my mother liked rock and roll. I think Elvis was a favorite when I was uh, a little older. But then she liked Patsy Cline mm. and a saxophonist, Boots Randolph, and many of the boogie-type uh, singers. She loved dancing stars, too.
0: All right. I love it.
1: Uh, Carol Chapel. My dad influenced my taste in music, like all, all sorts of music. He would buy the Beatles records and anyone else that was at the top of the charts in the 1960s. He was also a, a very good classical pianist. So classical and opera music was played in the home. I like listening to this. Um, my love of musicals was of my own
0: making. Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool.
1: Angie said, I feel my life was a music soundtrack. I don't really remember not having music. See, we both grew up in the same home. Right. Uh, Mom either had the 70s rock, (laughs) then the 80s pop, like Tina Turner, Phil Collins. (laughs) It was my favorite pastime. I don't think I go a day without listening to music.
0: That's interesting. I can
1: hear a song and I can usually go right back to that good memory.
0: Uh, That's great. See, that's what I love about music. It Mm -hmm. takes you back. really does.
1: And then my other sister, Heather, she mm-hmm. said, I miss the eight track days with Bob Seger and Jeez. Queen and I believe Kenny. She's
0: really dating herself there. She's aging herself.
1: Well, <laughs> we all grew up in the same household.
0: I'm just saying eight track.
1: Well, like, my what, parents eight-track? had eight tracks. Holy. My dad had, a you know, the Vans, the yeah. old style right. Chevy. And well, a, they
0: pop that eight track in. Yep. That's funny. And <laughs> I, I
1: do remember Bob Seger playing all the time. That's cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's All right. All so for let's comment.
0: go back a little bit here. Uh, Antonio says, yeah, the bluegrass musicians are insane with talent, too. He says, I was never a Rush fan at all, but great musicians. Jason, you feel like me all the way. <laughs> uh, it's true, man. I just couldn't get into Rush. People loved him, and I, I still listen to them, and I have to turn it. Uh, all respect to, to Neil. And I forget, I don't know how to say his last name. People say it differently, but Neil Pert, Neil Peart. They say it different. Pert, I think it is. Um, all respect to him. He's a great drummer, but I just, I mean, look at his drum set. There's too many fucking drums on that thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen his circle drum set? It's ridiculous.
1: I have because my cousin Richard loved Rush. Oh, that was his. Yeah. That was his thing.
0: Can't stand him. I can't listen to them. I can't listen to, uh, I like, um, what, what's the queen, but I hate that one song. What is it? Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, so David says, 50s for my dad, Elvis and Sinatra. Now, I know we know David's dad. Obviously, that's not a surprise because they're family. But I have knew David's dad before I really knew David uh, because we worked together and his dad would come come through where we worked singing Elvis and he runs a karaoke gig and he's a great singer and he's really good at Elvis. Uh, David says the Beatles f- from my mom, Stephanie says, my grandparents gave me the appreciation of, f- of Frank Sinatra and classical music. And then my parents absolutely made me love classic rock with the Eagles. They were on every oh, Christmas. Oh gosh, How can I forget about the Eagles? Yeah. And Wayne likes, uh... Tom Sawyer? Yeah, because Tom Sawyer is Ah, a Rush song. I
1: actually like Rush.
0: The lyrics, what is he talking about? Uh, Now, Neil was the main uh, lyric writer, I believe. Some people feel that
1: way about Dave Matthews. What is he talking about?
0: Yeah, I love Dave Matthews. I know Stephanie hates <laughs> him too, but God, I love that band. Uh, Antonio is saying I'm realizing that I have a very long list of musical influences. All right, so let's go back to Antonio's question. It's an interesting one, and maybe you can uh, you can relate to it as well. He says, "Are you having internal conflict with podcasting and going back to work? Does it feel like a little psychological torture?" Absolutely, one hundred. No, nay, three hundred percent. Yeah. I have, I have had, uh, now, Antonio. I'll be reaching out to you very soon. Cause I have something I need to talk to you about. Um, but I, I, we're building our, our, we're actually beginning to build our network now. So we're bringing some, some, some folks on. It's and a very it, beginning stages. very beginning stages. And so I've been working on the website and learning a lot about it. And there's um, lots to learn, lots to learn. So, I'm at work all day going, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do this. And I think I make more of it, way more of it than uh, than it it actually is because all the stuff I was thinking about today, I came home and did it and it took me like, an hour maybe mm-hmm. to do all the stuff that was in my brain. That was because you're at work
1: and you're, you're thinking of all the things you wish you could be doing, but so it stacks up. Yeah. It stacks
0: up. So we've been designing the page and we've been doing a lot, a lot of cool stuff, but yes, absolutely. It's torture for me. I feel like I can, I can get so much more done in a creative environment and you're, you're really just sitting there. You can't do any of it. You Wayne really has can't a do question now too. Sure. He Wayne. Says,
1: do you feel people are overreacting a bit
0: about staying home? Well, now look, and I want to talk about that a little bit um, because uh, on our Patreon podcast, I sort of had of sor- some sort of harsh opinion about the the way we're we're so afraid of this whole thing, right? And the way that we're react over, in my opinion, overreacting to it, right? Because we're addicted to fear. We're we're all af- afraid. We want to be safe. Um, absolutely, I think people are overreacting about it. Now we did stay home.
1: Well, I posed we the question is, do you think that the government has has too uh, much, influence, too much influence or the right amount?
0: And I feel like it's too much right now. Uh, we're seeing the, just the just the amount of power they can have.
1: Well, and Michigan is, um, I don't know if you've seen that, but they are protesting the state Capitol. They're in the streets. It's, it's going to come. It's, it's going to come. crazy right
0: now. I'm surprised it hasn't come here yet. It's going to come.
1: Well, they haven't, if they, I think that's why they haven't shut California down completely because I think they would see that.
0: So now what, what, what Wayne is talking about is it like people act like they're trapped at home for months, probably overreacting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I see now me and Jason differ a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it because look, it's only been a month and we just don't know enough about what this thing is.
0: Well, I, so, I heard something today, uh, that the, the actual flu has killed more people than the coronavirus up to this point.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but we still, I, I listen to, you know, of course we're not in New York, but I, I've been listening to what's going on there. I can't imagine something like that being here and not being able to control it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know.
0: they. I'm, David says, the Navy prepared me for not being able to do shit. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, pretty, and I don't know how to say the last part, but pretty, uh, they got used to being able to go out whenever they want. And David says, six months stuck on a ship. Yeah, I guess that would be worse than being stuck at home, for sure.
1: I think pretty meant that we were, were very spoiled. As Americans, I knew this was going to happen. We're very spoiled as Americans. S- spoiled?
0: And freedom is freedom is being spoiled? I know, but, but
1: containing us like that brings out the worst in people because we're, we're, we are used to doing what we want. And I think, and I may get some shit from this, but I think we just need to calm down and just try and do what we're told for a little bit. It's not going to kill us, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% agreeing with that. You know that. We're going to move on from the topic, though. Antonio says, "Yes, freedom is addicting by nature." Steph, Stephanie says, "H1N1 still killed more people faster in shorter time, but Obama didn't freak out, and everything was still
1: yeah fine." I don't know. Like I said, we could go on and on about it. I'm, I'm like half and half. I really don't know what to think about it. I'm probably just as confused as most.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got a lot more show left, yes, so let's move on from this topic. Great question. Had fun good discussions there, and thank you for— Join our Patreon.
1: We we do some good yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, we, we do. Uh, and thank you for your question, Antonio. I appreciate that. The question the podcast for listener participation for next Wednesday is, if you could be any fictional character— which one would you choose? Some people I think will have a good time with this. Mm. Uh, you can respond to the question on the Jason and Mindy Facebook page or the Low Tree Studios Facebook page. And we will feature your response on next Wednesday's show. So here's, here's this I'm bringing it up right now. Here's this, the mentioned earlier, uh, just a bit ago that we're expanding our network. Here's one of the podcasts that we just added to our network. Great friends. Uh, He had a little bit of fun with this promo, so I'm looking forward to everyone hearing it. Hey all you out there, it's your good friend Jordan from the Wreck My Podcast, and we want all you listening to know that right now we are giving a special one-time offer, that's right, special one-time offer to you. Go to your favorite podcast app and just hit the subscribe button to start getting your free Wreck My Podcast episodes now. now. That's right. I said free Wreck My Podcast episodes. Typically, this podcast is worth tens of hundreds of pennies, but you get it now for just one easy payment of free for free, free. free. Don't waste your time with pesky true crime or paranormal podcasts. We slap harder than slap bracelets and leave you with less rashes. Subscribe, subscribe now. now. Oh my God, that's so Uh, great. They've announced their presence on our network, Wreck My Podcast. Of course, they're friends. We talk about them all the time. uh, We're patrons of each other's shows, and uh, we're very happy to announce that they are part of what we're doing here out of Low Tree Studios.
1: That's awesome. I love that. So thank
0: you, Jordan, for that really, really fun Promo, now you got to step up your game and do another one.
1: <laughs> That's going to be pretty hard.
0: <laughs> All right, Mindy, what you got?
1: I have 15 body language mistakes you make during job interviews, and hopefully Stephanie's still on.
0: Yeah, she just did she's some. Been she's the one some... doing them right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: she has. All right, so um, the majority of our communication comes from body language, and here's how to avoid sending the wrong message and sabotaging your job offer. Okay. The first one up is using a weak handshake. A weak handshake will signal lack of confidence, but a too strong handshake yeah. uh, could be interpreted as an attempt at domination. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I was gonna, I was just about to say that because I've I've shaken some well, nobody's shaking hands right now anyway. By the no, way, no, no, um, but I've shaken some some people's hands, ladies. Who are squeezing my hand off, and it's like, uh, what are you trying? What are you trying to prove?
1: I had a guy that came in through our area, and he shook my hand, but he he squeezed my hand so hard it hurt. I was like, really, dude? Like, come on! <laughs>
0: like, I'm a lady here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, sat. Don't do that. Next one up is avoiding eye contact. Eye contact is super important when you're engaging with potential employers. People who avoid eye contact. Or have shifty eye movements come across as suspicious or even creepy. Mm. And looking down as you talk makes it seem like you lack confidence or are self-conscious and causing uh, words to lose their effect. Yeah. Avoid glancing at the clock, which implies disinterest and can be interpreted as disrespectful.
0: I like it. Now, again, I think this probably goes hand in hand. Most This is probably advice for people who are doing in-person interviews, which... Many people are not doing those right now. I Stephanie know. just mentioned in the chat that she's done hers online, her last two online, but uh, it'll come back to that eventually. We'll be doing in-person interviews, so this is a this is good advice.
1: Yes, uh, some of them I didn't didn't even. Really? I, some of them are, are just common sense, but some of them I was like, Oh, okay. So holding eye contact for too long. Mm, yeah, Eye contact is important to convey a sense of confidence and ability, but holding contact for long periods without breaking will hurt you too. Prolonged, uh, forceful eye contact can be interpreted as aggressive. Mm. Break eye contact every seven to 10 seconds when you're interviewing.
0: So now if you're okay, seven to 10 seconds. So, are you are you counting that?
1: Well, right, so you, now you're
0: looking. No, but you, <laughs> you know, know what I mean. I'm just kidding. I'm being over. I was dramatic. trying to put
1: myself in that position. I'm like, do I do that? And I and I think there's no. somewhere in here it tells you how to. Uh, let's see. According to we break context, sends a message. No, glancing down communicates. No, it doesn't. I I think there's somewhere in here though. It talks about how to move your to the side. That's okay. I was just,
0: I was just making a joke out of now you're going to be focused and you're going to be listening. You're going to be focused on counting how, how long you're keeping eye contact. Yeah. Anyway, go go on. Which
1: is also distracting. So yeah, don't do that either. Right. Uh, Using exaggerated gestures, enthusiastically sweeping your arms or using intense uh, pointing gestures can be unsettling because it comes across as chaotic and hectic, Mm -hmm. which aren't qualities interviewers look for in prospective employees. Wild gestures can also be seen as overcompensation for a speaker that is stretching the truth.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, Antonio says, what kind of awkward moron needs these rules? Most likely someone I don't want to hire. Well, you know, the truth is, man. There's uh, a
1: lot of people that don't know how to interview. There's,
0: there's, It's true. Okay. Uh, one, one example, and I, Bob might hear this because he does listen on occasion. Bob says he's, now Bob's a great worker. Oh, he's Bob's super Bob's a great. really great worker, but he's a horrible interviewer. And he'd be he the admits, first to tell you He that. admits to it. He just gets really nervous. Uh, we, we interviewed him. My manager, Boogie, and I interviewed him for a job over on our side. Now, that job fell through. It, no, they didn't hire anybody from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it totally fell through. The job went away. But, uh, he, he was uncomfortable and Boogie could tell, and Boogie's one of those that likes to walk you through it. Uh, and I knew he was going to be awkward cause he told me that he was, he just gets uncomfortable in those situations. Some people just don't feel comfortable in those I situations.
1: Do. I do too. I, I don't like interviews. I've done very, very few in my life. And that is why. Yeah. I just don't know how to act cause I don't know what's expected. Exactly. And what Norther put you through. It's a
0: weird, weird thing.
1: I went through three different interviews or three people in the same room, which having one makes you nervous. Try having three asking you questions. Yeah. Anyway, putting hands behind your back or in pockets, sticking your hands behind your back or in your pockets can hurt you during an interview because it can hinder movement, making you seem stiff and unapproachable. Additionally, it may give the impression that you are being dishonest with your interviewer, as people often try to take up less space and seem smaller when they are lying.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, interesting.
1: Yeah. And fidgety hands is another one. Right. Forgetting to smile. Uh, Don't get. So caught up in appearing interested or wanting to be taken seriously that you forget to smile. Mm. While frowning and scowling can signal displeasure or judgment, smiling can invoke positive feelings from the interviewer and and that can help create a good lasting impression. Got it. Slouching. This is pretty self-explanatory. Don't slouch because it it makes you seem like you're not interested. But if you're sitting up, um, you, you come from a place of like power. Hmm. Okay. So power and you, and confidence, confidence. Yes. That's
0: the word you're looking for. I think. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Crossing your arms, crossing your arms and even your legs can make you seem less accessible and communicative in an interview because it creates a physical barrier between you and the interviewer. Interesting. So I've heard that one too, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, fidgeting, Uh, try to resist the impulse to fidget, which can often happen when you're nervous. Fidgeting implies a lack of confidence or could can be perceived as as a sign of disinterest and boredom.
0: <laughs> You're funny. You're trying to burn through. You don't have to burn through it, honey. We're fine. <laughs> take, <laughs> well, there was take your time. I have one last one. It's okay. I w- I wanted to mention that I that's one of Bob's number 1 tells right there. Is fi- he's the very fidgety. fidgety, but he's fidgety in general, so yeah. that doesn't make
1: him a good that doesn't make him a bad worker. Well, that's why I hate some of these because yeah. you could have a really good worker
0: I don't and they' just a bad interviewer, David said right here he's he's a terrible interviewer, but he's a good worker and he's good yeah. at what he does. he's smart, you know, so it's just one of those things
1: that's why I think who who made some of these rules There should be like <sighs> another set of things yeah. to tell whether you're a good worker you know
0: yeah i i i don't I don't know i mean I'm sure that like there's people more experienced in interviewing than me, like my manager Boogie, who could tell you what he looks for mm-hmm and how, and what he's actually okay with, too, you know he knows people are going to be nervous. he's trying to get them to not be nervous, so he can see their real true self because mm. you can't see that through nerves, yeah. you know what's your last one?
1: Uh, disregarding personal space, keep a respectful distance of at least a foot and a half from your interviewer to prevent feelings of discomfort and avoid giving the impression. You have low social awareness. Now
0: right now it's six feet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, invading personal space implies you have little respect for personal boundaries, which can be problematic and upsetting in a work environment. And the ideal amount of space to keep is between three and eight feet. You should also never touch your interviewer except hmm. to shake his or her
0: hand. Got it.
1: And okay. That,
0: That's good. It's good advice. Uh, David says it it takes him a while to open up to new people. Antonio says, then again, being interviewed isn't normal human interaction. So yeah, he gets it. Uh, He says, I feel that the older people get, the less you care about things. Therefore, your self-confidence soars. Uh, I'll say this. Now we are running a little long with this show, but who cares, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say this. Um, For me, the biggest thing is you know, it's kind of like that thing. And I don't know if you, f- if you felt that way when you weren't looking for a man, you, you men were coming by, you know, you, when you weren't in that headspace, mm-hmm. it's sort of, I think it's sort of the same thing with a job. If you're not, if you don't need the job yeah, and you, and you're, you and you just come in like, I don't need this job, but I want it right. You're not going to uh, come off desperate and do all those weird things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's, that's my advice. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Antonio says, I know a guy who used to date a human resources director and she told him what to say to get hired. Meanwhile, every job he gets, he ends up getting fired because he doesn't know how to do the job. Yeah. That's, that's faking it. Yeah. That's faking it and not making it because you want to fake it till you make it, but that's faking it and not making it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the fun facts. <laughs> Cause they're factual and fun. <clears throat> First fun fact, I need to, need to, need to make, hey, I can't, words. I need to make a new fun fact jingle. Cause that one I don't like that much. Uh, so, I'm going to work on that. Well, it's pretty old. Yeah. Fun fact. Shaquille O'Neal made only one three-point shot during his entire NBA career. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't known for that hmm. at all. All
1: right. Cockroaches can live for several weeks without their heads because their brains are located inside their body. However, they would eventually die from
0: not being able, not to, eat. Being able to eat. Yeah. Makes sense. Check this out. This is Incredible. The cast of Friends still earns around $20 Mm -hmm. each year in royalties. Uh, (laughs) Talk about never having to work again. Just off from one sitcom. Crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, and and most of them have gone on to do other things that have made them
0: a lot more money. They never have to worry about money again.
1: All right, last one. The first empirical study on dick pics... Found that 48% of men have sent unsolicited pictures of their genitals. Mm. Those men who send unsolicited pictures are also bigger narcissists mm. and more sex and more sexist than their counterparts.
0: Wow, that's interesting. That's pretty interesting. Fun <laughs> fact. Good stuff. All right, let's move on. Uh... All right. So, uh, check this out. Speaking of dick pics. <laughs> It's not not really a dick pic. Uh, But speaking of, you know, this, Mm -hmm. daredevil men who believe they can attract women with their reckless behavior should think again. A survey of of 100 men and women by researchers showed that women are not impressed by bungee jumping and other risky types of behavior, but actually prefer men who take fewer chances. Women like safety. One theory to explain risky male behavior is that men are showing off their strengths and bravery to woo potential partners. But a researcher said women prefer high-status males uh, to risk-takers. Mm. Antonio says, "Fun fact: the human head can still see, hear, etc., when decapitated." What? They did experiments on criminals, that is crazy, to determine this by having them blink their eyes as long as they could. Whoa.
1: Oh, that's weird. That's creepy. I'm a
0: little speechless by that. (laughs) Yeah. Yikesy. Okay, uh, next thing here. Americans don't know how to recycle, apparently. A new survey reveals, <laughs> reveals 62% of us worry that a lack of knowledge is causing us to recycle incorrectly. Basically, we're struggling with what we can and can't recycle. What do you think, Mindy, is the biggest recycling fail? What we put in the recycling that we should not be putting in the recycling.
1: Biggest fail? Yeah. About things what, we
0: shouldn't? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing that you put in there that, that's like, why'd you put that in there?
1: Well, I know laundry soap like containers, right?
0: It's not on there, but that's a that's a pretty good guess. Oh. You got to clean those out probably before giving it back to them. Yeah. David says milk carton. Yeah, I was
1: just gonna say milk.
0: Carol says shredded paper. Mm. Wayne says styrofoam.
1: Any of those on there?
0: Mm, there, I only have one thing that's the biggest fail. Biggest fail. There's probably way more fun list, but I I have one thing, and it's a pizza box. You can't put a pizza box in there? Or any paper product that is stained with grease or food is not recyclable unless you remove all of the soiled portions. Huh? So it's pointless I, to put it in there. Who would know that? Though I didn't know that.
1: I put well, all that. I put everything that I think could possibly be recycled in the recycling.
0: The only re- the only way to do it is if you clean it off completely. Hmm. So now you know it, and everybody listening knows it. There you huh. go. Now you have knowledge of it. Are you still going to put it in the recycling? Yes. <laughs> I'm not cleaning it either. <laughs> Antonio says, first, women like avenge, adventure. The next, they want a tamed, adventurous guy. Uh, my personal life experience. Yeah. Antonio says, recycling seems impossible. If that's the case, we're all doing it wrong. It's true. What What do we, what should we, and what do we recycle? Yeah. I feel like it's like a more of a mental thing. It's more of a, like, I feel good. I'm contributing to the environment. Let me put this pizza box in there. When really, when they get it, they're like, God dang it. Another pizza box with cheese on it, dried up (laughs) cheese. All right. These are bad habits that will lead you to divorce. Uh, The Models just celebrated their two-year anniversary yesterday. Happy anniversary. Um, so this is interesting. Let's see if, if we can all keep doing this from the book, getting the love you want. Here are 10 common bad habits that will lead you to divorce. First one, be critical. Even constructive criticism can make your partner defensive criticism.
1: I think you handle it if I'm constructive though.
0: Not always. If I come at
1: you in a critical way, you know how, you know, you know me and you know how I can come at you. (laughs) You don't take too kindly to that.
0: Well, there's a, there's a love, there's a love language that you can speak that makes it less critical. I think Yeah. Uh, you can say, Hey, let me give you my opinion on this. Or you can come in through a back door that makes it not like, well, you really fuck that up. (laughs) Right, Right. Right. Um, next thing, insist your partner be exactly the same as you. Ooh. Good one. Yeah. Absolute compatibility leads to a dull relationship. You need contrast. Yes. Absolutely need contrast. Uh, flee from intimacy. Avoid physical or emotional intimacy. Oh, avoiding physical or emotional intimacy creates a divide. That is true. Mm-hmm. And every relationship will experience that at one point. <laughs> yep. That is true. Uh, play the blame game. Use the you language. Using the you language will make you, your partner, defensive.
1: We've talked about that. We have did that a lot in our beginning years. For sure. You, you, you.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and, and we still are guilty of it at times. Um, Not so much David's anymore. making fun of the fact that I said the back door, coming in the back door. You're dirty. Um, so, all right. Next one here. Bargain. Don't do something for your partner only when you want something in exchange.
1: Yeah, that's not good. Don't do that.
0: Next one, be casual about romance. Make sure you make some romance. I think that's probably the hardest thing to do because you get in a routine and you have to remember to be romantic. It's not easy. It's not easy because you're working, you're striving for things, and you (coughs) often forget to bring that back in. I think that uh, you and I both are guilty of that. Focusing on the negative. I'm guilty of that at times. Don't do that. Refuse to listen. Yes. If your partner's speaking, you should take all, the time. These are all and listen. Things
1: I think couples go through. Everybody goes marriage. through it.
0: And it's a reminder, right? And and if you don't do them, then you're gonna probably get into an argument and it's gonna remind you to do them. <laughs> one of one of them. Sometimes yes. all of them. Next thing, hide your needs. Share the things that truly touch your heart. Always do that. Always share what is on your heart, in your heart, I should say. And the last thing that you should stop doing is expect a fairy tale romance. I know. Reality always sets in, and demanding the fantasy uh, to go on prevents your partner from ever being their authentic self. Yes. Pretty good. Uh, Carol says, Congratulations, to David and Stephanie.
1: Yes. And if you're their friend, you have to. Uh they have both videos up from their wedding. Pretty sweet. And I watched both of them. And it took me right back to that day. It was a beautiful day.
0: It was. It was a fun day. Beautiful party that they put on.
1: I even cried when I saw Stephanie crying on the dance <sighs> floor. I was like, oh my God, I remember that.
0: And then David says, just know she farts and it'll be way worse than yours. <laughs> yeah. Your wife. Yeah. It's a good one. And, and Tony says, Chris Rock, if it was up to men... We'd all just live in a box. Mm-hmm. I don't get it.
1: You probably just all live in a box.
0: I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. I have to be there. I think we have to be there to hear Chris Rock say it. What do you mean we'd all be in a box? I don't get it.
1: Well, you, you, I, I get. I think he's saying. I. Th-
0: you don't know what you he's would, saying either. No,
1: no, I do. I, I feel like I think he's saying like you just would be happy without women telling you what to do all
0: the time or uh okay he gets there it is women are the reason men have nice things right like that's bullshit I'd have a lot of nice things I have like six drum sets you know I, I don't know I'd have a lot of nice you things. would have a different you wouldn't be in this house that's for sure probably not I wouldn't be in this house you're no. damn right about that <laughs> uh, but I love this house so thank you for that all right let's move on to the quote <laughs>
1: All right. I asked Jason for the inspiration <laughs> inspirational word, and he said work.
0: <laughs> and I said it like that, too. That's
1: so funny. I didn't find a lot of good ones, but here they are. Be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods.
0: Mm, nice.
1: Be believing. Be happy. Don't get discouraged. Things always work out.
0: True. So true.
1: And then the last one is, be so good they can't ignore you.
0: Damn. Hell yeah. You can apply that to anything. Hell yeah, I love it. All right, here's David's got one. Hey! Men who fish other men's hole... Only cut crab. (laughs)
1: Gross. (laughs)
0: That was funny. So gross. It's time for podcast shout outs. Antonio says, be so good they ask you for a job. Exactly. That's
1: good Mm. stuff. All right, well... No new shows. I've been a little lazy on that. I don't know, lazy is the word, but I've been just getting back into my podcast listening. So the ones that I've listened to this week is a chick with a stick. See you next Tuesday, Dr. Berg's Keto Podcast, Ben Shapiro the Daily. Weird, wacky, wonderful. I haven't listened to them in a while, that Nice. Was nice listening to those guys. Gotcha. The Jillian Michaels show, the your artificial friends, the way I heard it with Mike Rowe. Let's not meet. Mom's and Murder had a new one up, so yeah. I listened to that one. Oprah Super Soul Conversations and Oprah Winfrey Show.
0: Nice, good, good, uh, good lineup there, you podcast listener, you. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for our show. Speaking of podcast listening, check out our website. There's it's, it's growing. It's growing. The podcasts that are on there are growing. I was just going to, I was going to mention, and I forgot to actually, we were just talking about music. Uh, it was a question of our podcast and we were we we're diving into all this music discussion. Well, one of the podcasts that got added was the narcissistic music disorder, NMD Uh, those guys are really smart when it comes to music. And what I mean by smart is they know a lot about the players involved and, and all the different bands that are formed and you can really get lost in that. And it's, they're great hosts and they have incredible, um, knowledge and they're fun to listen to. So that's another podcast added to our network. So I have listened
1: to them and I did enjoy the one that I listened to. I didn't know who they were at the time. I just saw it on our playlist. Gotcha. So I will check them guys out.
0: Please do. They're part of the network. That's it for our show. If you'd like to listen to us live, you can do so on CastBox every other Monday and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Also, if you love what we do and want more of us, you can subscribe to our Low Tree Studios Patreon page. Or also check out our website, lowtreestudios.com. If you want to check out our Patreon page, just visit our page, the Jason Mini podcast page on our website, and uh, you'll see a little link there that you can click. I also provide the links in our show notes after I upload the podcast. We also have another pod- co- podcast called The Difference. That's a lot of going on there. <laughs> yeah. Another podcast called The Difference Between Us, which will be live tomorrow evening. And on guess what we're, talking about... we're talking about? Uh, talking about Tiger King. King. <laughs> and that'll be at 6 30 p.m. So catch up on your Tiger King if you want to enjoy that show. Enjoy your evening everyone and thank you for listening to our show where we feature topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break from life's daily grind. Bye Carol. Have a good night. Bye 99. I'm saying goodbye to her right now because she probably wants to go to bed. She just wants to hear all this outro stuff. Well
1: don't forget the question of the podcast for listener participation for next Wednesday is if you could be any fictional character what would you choose? Mm. You can respond to the question on the Jason and Mindy Facebook page or my Facebook page. We look forward to your responses. Have a great weekend and we will talk to you next Wednesday or tomorrow at six thirty
0: p.m. On the difference between us. Thank you guys. Take care. Thanks for being a part of what we do. Farewell. Bye-bye.